listening to Two Sons of Tatooine. If there's a bright center to the universe, you're listening to the podcast that it's farthest from. And here are your hosts, Jonathan and Nathan. to check out his YouTube channel, Jonathan Cohn, for more of his thoughts. The final season of Bad Batch will debut on February 24th, 21st, 2024, Um, and while many are excited, uh, I can confidently say there's a lot of people that are really going to miss this show, and when it's over in a couple months, it will have ended a continuous timeline that began with the Clone Wars all the way back in 2008. And that's very surreal to think about. And just the whole idea of that whole universe coming to an end, that whole art style possibly coming to an end, there's a lot to deal with. There's a lot to process. So, uh, we also have a trailer, and we're going to make some speculations, break it down. Jonathan, why don't we jump right into this thing? Uh, Are are you, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your excitement level for Bad Batch? Season 3, final season. I'm going to say like a 9 or an 8. Somewhere on there. Like, it's not the most excited I've felt for a Star Wars show, but I'm very, very interested in it. pretty high. Yeah, I'm very interested in it. There's, I mean, of course, I love seasons one and two. There's a lot of stuff I want to see them do in this season. There's a lot of musical things I want them to do. There's also... I'm curious how they're going to handle some things. Uh, and then I'm just, of course, curious where they go next. You talked about this being the end. I wouldn't be too surprised if they do another show in this universe, in this timeline era, because it's very popular. They've already got the the, the designs for a lot of the characters made. Like, I think Bad Batch was oh, fairly yeah. inexpensive to produce compared to some shows because all the character models were designed for most of the characters. A lot of the place models, because, you know, they use Coruscant, they use... Tryloth, a lot of this yeah. stuff's already been designed before, so it's cheaper to do. Whereas, let's say they want to do something in the Old Republic, or they want to do uh, something with a new style in the um, uh, post Rise of Skywalker universe. Like, there's so many, uh, which they're not going to do that, but uh, there's so many uh, variables hmm. that go into that, not just with marketability to new fans and, and getting people to watch the show, but also just to, like a production standpoint, For especially, and also it comes with, you know, if they do another show, featuring clones they've already got their actor Dee Radley Baker they've already got you know you know things like that already in the pipe they've already got probably the score with um uh uh why am I blanking on his name Kevin Kiner Kevin Kiner thank you I don't want to blanked on that like they've already got that stuff in place so I wouldn't be surprised if they keep the style and the the, an- the animation and the music st- and the and everything I really like the style I like the style of Clone Wars animation Better than I like the animation style of Rebels, even though I like the storyline of Rebels more. Um, uh, so that's the that's the weird view I have of that. Um, uh, so I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind it continuing, but I have friends online who vehemently do not like the Clone Wars animation style and want a different one. So they'd be very rare. There's a, a few directions that they could go, and obviously this has been such a staple, like entire generation over the past decade of kids have grown up on this show and some are now introducing it to their kids just like not just on star wars but on this show yeah which is pretty crazy to think about um what do you think uh is the possibility of them taking this animation style and doing something i've always thought they should have done making it a video game let you play through as the Bad Batch, you you play through some of these stories. And I don't know if they check it in the in the time frame, but use the character models they have, use some of the adventures that they've already written, and let you play. Put it in a timeline with all of the Jedi and the Clone Wars, but introduce the Bad Batch as well. Put it in different timelines. Make it a Battlefront Two style game. Let you do these missions. Let you do these battles. I I think that's something that fans would go nuts for, and. You know, you think about like all the voice actors already being cast. Yeah. All those guys are still available, and and how much of the stories are written? You would just have to basically put these assets at a game, the way that you did with Battlefront Two on the PlayStation Two, and people just played it and played it and played it and played it because it it's perfect. Um, 
But would they take another series angle? I think that's likely as well. You're talking about different eras. I, I don't know what they'll do, but the hope is that the, the, these type of stories will continue in some format because it's good for the brand of Star Wars. It's good for, for the next generation that's being re- it's It's on their level. It's continuous content that's easy and cheap to produce mm-hmm. as compared to the live action. Right. And it's good content. There are filler episodes like everything else, but there recently you and I rewatched two of the greatest episodes out of the series, yeah. um, the solitary clone and the uh, oh, the outpost. I, what is it called? The outpost. And yeah. those two episodes blew us away, even on a rewatch. Even knowing that they were going to be good, we were sitting there enjoying every second of it. That's a surprise, and that's why so many people love this show. Is it's not just for uh, you know the the blossoming up and coming teenage or younger even Star Wars fans, but everybody, and I dare say even your parents would enjoy watching an episode like The Outpost or something like that and say, "Wow, that was good." I don't know if they would like watch every episode, but my dad's <clears throat> watched some of the animated stuff, but he doesn't really care. My mom hasn't watched any of it. Um, uh, although yeah. the the interesting thing about that was with the the, the scale is the, the the animated shows on a much lower scale than the movies and the TV shows. However, the profitability margin is also on a much lower scale, so it's easier to become profitable. And last year, when the first two episodes of Bad Batch Season 2 released, they made it onto the Nielsen charts. Now, every episode of Mando made it on the charts, and every episode of Ahsoka made it on the charts... And they debuted fairly high, but the fact that Bad Batch was able to get on the ep- on the charts for a week demonstrated that Bad Batch has a significant, you know, uh, uh, viewership base. As someone who a doesn't necessarily love video games and b um, uh, just thinks that there's too many video games in development at the moment and thinks they need to hang off, hang off on a video game announcements, I don't think that that's the best option for them right now. They've got too many balls in the air when it comes to video games. I think they need to more nail down what they're doing and then, you know, don't, don't announce more. Um, that being said, the business person in me really thinks that would be a good idea um, and the shareholder in me wants them to do stuff that makes money. So I think that is a smart, um, uh, that is a smart move on that sense. Um, and then looking at it from another perspective, uh, uh, I think that you know doing another TV show, if if they do another show, and like if I'm if I'm advising them on what to do, I'm gonna say of course make Jennifer Corbett the showrunner again, maybe bring in like Brad Rao or uh, Nathaniel Villanueva, whoever, bring in those people to produce it. Only make Filoni a, um, uh, a, a a consulting producer. Don't make him an executive producer. Don't make him a uh, creator or co-showrunner or anything like that. Only give him consulting producer. Because what needs to happen, Mm. and and I think that Jennifer Corbett's earned it, but what needs to happen is we need to prove that animation uh, can go without Filoni, really, and we need to prove that they're they're building up the next generation of writers in the the TV department. And uh, Mm. with 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 Bad Batch... Filoni's only written, I think, the, just the pilot. That's the only episode he's written. And he hasn't directed any episodes. And so he's not been... Yeah. I think he has the executive producer role, but he also has the creator role. So his is like the first card that you see every episode. And so people associate the show with Filoni, despite the fact that I don't think he's that involved with the show um, as right. much. And so I really think they need to do a good job of distancing him from whatever the next project is. So that they let the next thing be Corbett's thing or be Brad Rouse's thing or whoever, and then when it's successful, it'll be like, look, I'm I'm able to manage as a manager because Filoni's proven he's good on the creative front. He needs to prove that he can be good on the management front of having multiple balls in the air. Now that he's the chief creative officer, and he began in the same role. He was raised up by George. Right now, it's his turn to do the same thing. Yes, mentor somebody. All right, we're on the same page. Well, whatever we get, I'm assuming that maybe Star Wars Celebration will be where we would hear about that. Mm -hmm. And it so happens that this series is ending 
right the week before Star Wars Celebration, the final episode of Bad Batch at all period will be May the 1st. Yeah. And so that will leave us Wait, maybe possibly no with the next announcement. May the 4th is no no Star Wars Celebration? There's no well, you know, Star Wars Celebration as you call it is the um is the event is the is the the um the convention. There's no convention this year. The convention is in 2025. Um, uh, that's in April 2025. Uh, uh, if you mean May the 4th, the, the day, Star Wars Day, yes. The holiday, that's, yeah. That's, that's still happening, but there's no celebration. Um, that won't happen until gotcha. 2025. Uh, I don't think that they're going to announce I anything on May the 4th. I thought that was a yearly thing. No, it you was. You don't think they will. So, so for celebration, the way it worked is um, when, it, when celebration started, Back in 1999, it was first created for the first, for episode one. And then they continued them on with the prequels. And then as the other celebrations started to happen, I think they happened in like the late 2000s. And Celebration uh, 6 happened in 2012. And then when Disney took over, they decided to coincide the celebrations with the movies. So they had one in 2015, 2016, 2017. They didn't have one in 2018, um, I think because they were going through all the solo stuff and there was a lot of stuff going on at the company and they said, we'll do one in 2019. So they took a year off. Then they were supposed to do one in 2020, but of course COVID happened and they pushed it all the way to 22 Mm. and then they had 23 and then I think they knew that they didn't have a movie ready for 24 and that's why they said we're not doing one till 25. So that's the backstory of Celebration. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's interesting because I, frankly, was one of those who just assumed, and having never been to it myself, it's natural to assume, but we are still celebrating May the 4th. Oh, and yeah. I think, I think sorry. if we're going to get anything new, that's one it's likely to come. But I just don't know. You, you said you don't think we'll get something. We won't get and an that, announcement, I don't think. Here, here, here's the... Um, the, 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 my thinking on this. We have, um, look at the track record. We all thought in 2022 they were going to announce that Kenobi, the show, would release on May the 4th. We were like, that's the perfect release time. I think it fell on like a Friday maybe. Like, it, we were like, May the 4th makes total sense. Release it on May the 4th. And they released it on like May the 29th. And we're like, why are you waiting until the end of May? So they already have a track record of not releasing the final episode or really releasing a show on May the 4th. So it's that. The second thing is, um, at least I've been hoping that they'd spread things out more. And so um, uh, I'm hoping that we don't get anything on May the 4th because we just will have gotten the Bad Batch finale on the 1st. I'm like, wait a month. Do the first new thing in June. Give us about a month off and then do one in June. That's what I would do. Mm. There's a, sure. there's a pie in the sky one that I've seen floated on into the internet. And then there's a more realistic one. The pie in the sky one is people said, look at the number of episodes of the bad batch seasons. One and two each had 16 episodes. Season three oh, yeah. only has yeah. 15 episodes. What if they're saving the real finale for May the 4th, um, which is like three days later. I absolutely don't believe that's where they're going with this. First of all, I think they would have announced it with the <laughs> announcement. Second of all, that's just, you know, I just don't see their the production team viewing it as we need to hide a finale um, uh, to announce on the f- <clears throat> on the fourth. Um, I think there's business reasons yeah. why you have to announce all that stuff. So that's why I don't think that's likely. The more likely one is that we would get Acolyte, um, the first episode on the fourth. However, I also am not putting my stock into that happening either because they seem to really like the Wednesday, Thursday-ish release dates for Disney stuff. And I believe May the 4th is a Sunday. I might be wrong. Sunday or Saturday. Um, uh, let me check that real quick. Uh, it's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. Because okay, I know that, where we will be that Saturday. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's a Saturday. We will be... You don't want to release... We will be at Six Flags, everybody, if you want to okay, come and right. meet us. <laughs> you don't want to release a new show on a Saturday. That is just like, from, from a release standpoint, um, uh, Sunday is HBO and football. Monday through Thursday 
are when you have new TV shows release. They don't really do new shows on Fridays, generally, for most studios, because they don't want to compete with weekends. And so they don't do anything Friday or Saturday. So that's why, mm-hmm. that's what makes it less likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, yeah. We, we could talk more about that, but I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm interested in much. I think what does interest me is to get into more of what this season might hold for us. Yes. And the possibility that we may get a whole lot of content that's all feels very relevant and plot driven and not as much side stuff. This trailer gives us quite a few without like, I mean the, the gist of it, I would assume is that the first four or maybe at the most five episodes is what all of this footage we've seen is taken from. And yet we have seen huge reveals of big characters, fan favorite characters brought back, mm-hmm. not just clones, but bounty hunters, yeah. people we thought might be dead in books, yeah. all kinds of things. And I mean, even like I, even somewhat spoilery stuff, like there's a shot that shows what appears to be crosshair behind Hunter in crosshair's uni- uniform in his like yeah. bad batch gear on the <coughs> ship. Yeah. And so it's very likely that we get going, and once things get going, we're going to just have banger after banger all the way to the end of this finale, and this could be by far the best season. So I have really high hopes, uh, and, and part of it also is the fact that we're getting that three-parter. Yeah. We could very easily have, like, the first three episodes, and that gets us through all of the... Uh, storyline where they rescue Omega, they rescue and they convince Crosshair to come back to the squad and then they're off on their new adventure, whatever it is, and that drives the whole rest of the season. So three episodes possibly, we're through all that stuff and now we've got these adventures and that adventures of like what's next. And so that I'm, I'm really, really curious where everybody's going to end up <clears throat> because you have to start thinking not just – we don't have to get everybody set up for the next season. We got to get everybody set up for the rest of their Star Wars adventure off screen. <laughs> you know, that's a big deal. How are we going to finalize and give a satisfying end to some of these character arcs? Like, do we, be... are you expecting a fun, like a, a finale that's satisfying for these? Or are you, are you going to be like, ah, oh, they left it up in the air? You know, some of them, you know. It really depends on if they want to do more another spinoff show more um i think it depends on that for uh uh the whole thing of thinking that they're gonna save omega in the first three episodes i think there is a possibility of that but if i'm gonna put my chips on anything looking at the release schedule i don't think we're getting omega back in the with with the batch until episode six or seven um uh that two-part really? okay. is my guess if, if i'm if i'm just guessing the way that not only the Bad Batch has worked, but just TV shows like this in general. Well, my guess is that the first three are going to be the Batch going on this thing to try to save an Omega and then perhaps fail or whatever. And so you have a couple of episodes in the, um, uh, uh, in the middle, like episodes four and episodes five, which are single episode days, where those might not say be filler days, but days where you see them go on an adventure without her going on some other things. And then it may be episodes six and seven or when Omega gets saved. Or, or Crosshair gets saved. Um, I could see, I, if I had to put chips down, I'd say Crosshair gets saved by the batch before Omega does. I think that's a more fascinating journey to go through. Um, uh, uh, to, so to see, uh, uh, maybe the first three episodes they save him, but not save her. I would, I'd be interested in that. Um, uh, but I'd be happy if they save her in the first three episodes. So. <clears throat> If I was writing it, I would I would decide, and I don't know, but is that city or lab area that they're on, that Omega is a prisoner in, is yep. that going to be important to the driving storyline of the whole season? Or is it going to be, you know, oh, they rescued her from there where they were doing experiments, and now we're not going to go back to that place. It's not important. If it's the latter, three episodes. If it's the former, six or seven, like you said, mm-hmm. because they would be well off to do an episode with, just Omega and Crosshair living there, showing mm-hmm. what it's like, the slower style of paced storytelling that you got from Andor, 
it would work well for both parties because you see the batch without her and they can reminisce about how they much they miss her and they need to save her but don't know how or where she is and they have to reuse resources to even find out to even make a plan to do all of the things that would be before a rescue could even be attempted and then at the same time you're showing omega and what she's doing so that it would work but if it's the former latter i think either one and you're you're making a compelling argument um but i i think either way we're seeing our characters in situations that we need to because one crosshair and omega little interaction they haven't done much interaction that's good also omega on her own Mm-hmm. As a prisoner, we haven't seen that yeah. on there on much, and the batch without Omega. Yes, we'll see without and without without Tech as well. Yeah, so it's down to just three of them, and that's it. Although you know, and, you know, they brought back the voice actor for Tech for this season. That's true. He <laughs> technically, technically, you know, there's not. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard that there's a. There, there's a theory that, you know, he actually did not die on the fall, and it's a fake-out death, and that he was saved or fell in water or, uh, you know, for whatever reason, Tech is still alive, or, you know, they, they were, he was kept alive the way, you know, and that he'll be back. I, or that he, or the he that died, or that he uh, died and was brought back to life, and they're calling it a technicality. Yeah, it's a technical. <laughs> Those are really good puns. I, Thank I, you. I feel like we could go on forever. With this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so everybody out there who's done, you know, face palming at us right now, because <laughs> I really enjoyed those puns. <laughs> I think, I think the the likelihood of that it doesn't feel like this is that type of story. Yeah. Where everybody gets together and goes off in the sunset together. Yes. Everybody's alive, and mm-hmm. it it doesn't feel that way because. It really feels like this is trying to tell a sad tragedy mm-hmm. of how this team, you know, this 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 team gave everything for the Republic. Um, the clones themselves gave it all, and slowly they have been phased out. And worse, they have been mistreated, neglected, abandoned, and even shown prejudice and hatred and abuse by the superior officers. Uh, they've been laid off. They've been reduced to the state you see you know one of the best scenes in obi-wan is where he comes across a clone that's mm-hmm. on the street just as a beggar yeah and that kenobi moment where he where he shows compassion is probably one of the most compelling things that i saw in that whole show uh but there's tons of that that's going to be as a result of the empire that type of story doesn't seem to be where you know Everybody's just happy at the end. Right. Maybe Omega finds a a home, mm-hmm. but as we've not really heard from her, I don't know what she's doing throughout the entire <laughs> original original trilogy timeline. Yeah. If she's alive, and it does feel like also you get a good a question to answer: Does she have a tie to Boba Fett? Are they going to have like a meeting? Are they going to talk? Are they going to be because she is essentially Boba's twin? Right. Exactly. Just gender swapped. And that's something that they haven't done yet. If I had to say there's going to be this, it's going to be like a a cameo that we have not seen that we're not expecting this season. That's the one I would hope and expect that would make most logical sense for them to go is to show Boba Fett in some way. Um, uh, And we're already seeing other bounty hunters. So, you know, it's there, you know, so I think, um, and Daniel Logan has said he'd, He'd come back, so um, okay. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that. Um, and if sure, for sure, if they bring in Boba Fett at this time period, I would use Daniel Logan. I would not use um, D. Bradley Baker or or um, uh, Tamara Tamara Morrison. I wouldn't use them. I mean, he's he's too young, but also because you're supposed to have the two kids interacting, it's going to work better if it's you know the that that kind of voice I actor. I agree. Um, uh, so I'd, so I'd love to see that. Talk about, yeah, talk about your excitement level of the three, should we say the big three? There was the, well, the big two and then <laughs> Finnick. Yeah. So there's Finnick Shand, <laughs> and everybody's like, cool. I like Finnick. She's fine. I just like that they're but bringing in Ming-Na the big Wen. two. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But we've got Cad Bane, and we've got a, 
uh, well, Asajj, of the two of them, which do you have a little bit more excitement to see again? Uh, I have more excitement and apprehension about seeing uh, <clears throat> Asajj Ventress first. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Cad Bane, I'm excited to see. I'm really excited if we get his, uh, his, his musical theme, because I love his musical theme from, from the first season of Bad Batch. I think that'd be great. I'm mm-hmm. not guaranteed that, though, but that'd be great. Um, uh, but, of course, I'm more excited for Asajj, because I think she's just a character I'm more invested in, and she's got, I've got more questions about that. Um, uh, do you want to go ahead and get into all that stuff? Yeah, she, she's got hair. She's yes. got uh, lightsabers that are not red. Yes. That indicates possibly a change of heart. It looks like the blaster bolts when she's in that scene. Yeah. Like the blue ones from the batch are coming from behind her. Like she's fighting on their side. Mm-hmm. And the red of the Empire are coming at her like she's fighting against the Empire. So yeah. it's very possible she's like helping. That uh, That gets me excited. Do you have any theories that would be like, Oh, this is why they bump into her, or what? This is what she's going to cause. She has some kind of tie to the cloning process, or uh, is it just an empire thing? So uh, the first thing is you talk about her having hair and a yellow lightsaber. That is uh, perfectly in line with Dark Disciple. That is the only time, other than it flashbacks, is other than flashbacks in the Clone Wars, the only time that she's canonically had hair and a lightsaber, a yellow lightsaber, was in Dark Disciple because they swap them out. So. Um, uh, when, when, when it was announced and when they saw this in there, I, like a lot of people, was a little bit apprehensive because it was like bringing another character back from the dead. And then Lucasfilm released a statement from the executive mm-hmm. producer of the show, Brad Rao, who is, he directs episodes mm-hmm. and he also produces the show with, with Corbett. And he said, we have made the show to work with Dark Disciple in mind. They did not overwriting Dark Disciple is from what they're saying. And um, fans who like Dark Disciple should enjoy this. And they, f- first of all, I think they released the statement purely. I don't think they were going to make the statement at all, but I think they made the statement because they realized, boy, are fans going to go off about, you know, retconning Dark Disciple. And they've already retconned things in the Bad Batch, like um, uh, uh, the, the pilot retcon stuff from the Kanan comic. Um, uh, so that's kind of frustrating for a lot of us who are like, hey, you're supposed to be a canon. You're supposed to be everything tying together. Uh, because given, given that, that they gave us that statement about, about it working with Dark Disciple, that gives me hope and gives me excitement. Oh, yeah. And, and it, by the way, it boosted the book sales tremendously. It went onto the, the Amazon bestseller really? lists the day that the trailer nice. came out. <laughs> um well, I have a, I have a sm- sneaking suspicion that if they, you know, they do anything like that, they knew what they were doing. Like, oh, they they're like, hey, we could probably sell some Dark Disciple if we just mention true. that we're making it congruent. Right. So, I, what I think, so there's a couple of things that could be. One is a flashback, and then they're not retconning or changing anything because they're saying it's before she died. I don't think that's the case. I don't like, I mean, maybe they can do it, but man, that'd be a weird choice, creative choice to have. So I doubt it's a flashback. So then there's a couple of options. One option is that they're bringing her back to life somehow, but then how do you make that work in tandem with the book? Because it seems to me pretty obvious in the book <clears throat> that she did. Mm-hmm. At least, like. Which I have read this book, yes, actually. Yes, you have. And we talked about that, and we said. Are we sure that she's dead? She seems dead. She seems like, dead. They didn't try and they didn't try and use like flowery language to be like she's gone. Yes. No, it was like <laughs> like the um She's in another dimension. When, no. When um uh 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 when people who hadn't read the book were talking about a Sash Ventress, I would always hear online uh, oh, I hope we see her in Rebels, or I hope we see her in another show. And we, and those of us who had read Dark Disciple, the, the, it's the those like, who oh, know, it's, it's the no, Mr. Incredible, no those who know me. We're like, oh, yep, yep. oh yes, yes. There those was, who don't know, those yes, who know. Exactly. It was that meme, and we were well, like, we can't say it. So maybe they, I, what I, the one I heard and the one I like because this would fit is it's a clone. And here's why. Like, throwing just it's a clone can be a cheap cop-out. We're at a cloning facility. 
We are at a cloning facility that is known for making clones fast. If you look what? in the Heir to the, think about Heir to the Empire, the the, the trilogy where they introduce Mount Tantus, because we're on Mount Tantus in this show. In that book yes. trilogy, they can make clones at a ridiculously fast pace. They make clones in a matter of weeks, and we're talking fully formed clones. That's in the books, the the the, the old legends books, but that's what they're based Mount Tantus on, and in the books. They clone Luke. This is a spoiler, but I mean, it's it's one of the most famous EU spoilers. They clone Luke Skywalker, yeah. and Luke Skywalker has to fight Luke Skywalker. Um, they they call his clone Luke, um, and this is Timothy Zahn, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Luke. Luke. But they clone <laughs> with two Luke. U's. Yes, with yes. two U's, and uh, he has to fight his clone <laughs> in there. And they used it based off of his lightsaber from that is cut off his hand. So what if That's they right. found the DNA of Asajj and the lightsaber, and they have cloned uh, Asajj based off of what her last her last DNA, which is her with long hair with the green the yellow lightsaber, and that's what they're going to use somehow in the show. And so it's in keeping with the books because the real Asajj Ventress is dead, but the clone is alive and it matches the whole uh, cloning method that they used from Mount Tantus. Man, nobody tell Quinlan because he'll come running. Yes, he will come running. <laughs> it's the meme where it's yeah, it's, it's the like, meme where like the people are like interested in going to a place and then it says, "Oh, Asajj Ventress is there," and then <laughs> running real quick. Oh yeah, if they brought Quinlan in, that'd be great. You uh, know that theory changed everything in my mind. It's the first I've heard of that. Do you take credit for that theory, or did you hear it somewhere? Uh, I think I saw like the line someone say, "What if it's a clone?" But I'm the one that came up with the whole, it matches the Mount Tantus thing, it matches the Luke thing, it matches, you know, the storyline okay. of working with clones. Like, I'm the one that put it all together. I think it's possible. Um, I don't know if that's as interesting. Yeah. Well, it is very interesting. But it is, to me, much more if they are going to use the real version. Right. Because she's the one who has history with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um and I hate to say this, but this, you know, the Force Unleashed series, they really overdid with Force Unleashed 2 the whole idea of, oh, we're bringing back, it's, it's the same guy, he's a clone, right. and you can care about him just as much. Right. It kind of ruined that for me, and while that game has the most fun gameplay, just destroying and wrecking ball, but, you know, the Force is great, but... It is not a good story. <laughs> it is a terrible story for that video game. I um, think that it's if, bad for Star Wars. if she's barely in it, the clone thing works better. But if she's going to be in it more, if she's going to be in it for several episodes, then I think that it makes more sense to find some way that she survived. But, again, <clears throat> the, the canonista person in me is just so like apprehensive because if they cha- break the canon I'm going to be really disappointed in them but they've said they're not breaking the canon so I'll be even more disappointed if they lie to us which I don't think they will I think they're trying to they're going to find it it's going to be a technicality I go back to the tech line it's going to be a technicality that they're going to get off on <laughs> they're going to say the book has this technicality in there and we're using that for how she survived so all of a sudden mm. I'm going to have to reread the end of the book I really want to know what they're doing on that facility to begin with, mm-hmm. and what 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 purpose is Omega being held by? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for a lot of the, you know, every chance we get to explore the the Empire in its early stages, yep. is neat, and as a writing team, they they really have gotten this this unique chance to show how did stormtroopers evolve and things like that seems to be a major focus of this show. So we're a little further in the story now we'll start getting even more familiar signs. And it's just this cool mashup of, oh, we have all of these characters that are very much Clone Wars era. They're the faces that we know, the voices that we know, the ships that we know. And here's the empire of the OT era, and they're existing simultaneously. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Um, so we'll see if they if they develop and do more cool stuff. It's like there's a shot when you see the the stormtrooper pro well it's not prototypes but they're the stormtrooper armor right. like n- right next to clone troopers yes. who are still working out there at the same time. I it's pretty cool to see. I'd like to see them building the, the moving away from the venators 
and go see more of the building of the um, uh, the ISD ships, I'd be interested. Yes. Star Destroyers. I'd be interested in that. <clears throat> and and it feels too like the Empire is more monochromatic mm-hmm. um, than you know, the Republic. You have so many colors, and the clones decorated their out. You know, not like every regular clone, but still, there there's so many things that the the Empire is just. It took away the individualism a, a lot of it to a degree. Yeah. Um, the first first order is different, I guess. They they did some of that, but there was also people like Phasma, I guess. But I think that the overall, it's just a visual element to that that I'm excited to see more of. The planets that we we've gotten to look at it in the trailer. There's obviously there's Coruscant. There's there's several that look to be like one of them looks like it might be Tatooine, something like uh, maybe like a crash cell barge or something. Mm. But there's there's one that's kind of like a uh, <clears throat> like a densely populated city with like tall or or buildings with lots of of just tapers and like some. Scared looking mountains in the background. I don't yeah. think that's somewhere we've been before. Um, I was noticing that some of the new ship designs we were not new, but that bulkier kind of bird look that's not the sleek prequel look, but the right. more bulky Empire look. They're phasing in more of those shuttles, uh, which is interesting to see. Uh, oh, you got to talk about the scene with uh, with Rex's armor. How cool is that? Just to get to see him again, even though he—I don't think he's wearing the, the shoulder plate. Right. So it's not but full. But it's—it's so—it's yeah. Yes, but it's that still does, so clean. That that, that shot does it, look really nice. It gave me it gave me excites. Um, Wrecker being Wrecker. Yeah. Uh, would you agree that he has like, solidified a position forever as like one of the best comic relief characters in all oh, of Star yeah. Wars. He's, he's brilliantly <laughs> made because he's comic relief, but you really care for him in a way that, I mean, I guess K2SO you care for, and maybe R2's not as much comic relief as C3PO, and you don't care for C3PO in the same way. Um, and certainly people did not care for Jar Jar. Some people did, but most people did not. Um, uh uh, so yeah, this is this is one of those characters that you definitely care for. So. I think uh, in the in the sequels anyway, I was I would be thinking the, the BB-8. <laughs> what are the creatures from Rise of Skywalker? The uh-huh. oh yeah, those the, guys. Um, yeah, Babu Frick and the uh, uh, the Enzo. Babu Frick, yeah, yeah. Hey, he's a uh, those were funny. He's a pretty fun comic relief, but Wrecker has he, he's kind of past all of those oh, to yeah. me and he really i think is is a uniquely good choice by the writers to relate to kids mm-hmm. because yeah. they see him as warm they see him as like he can he can add certain attributes of an adult of a father figure that are the warm pl- fun playful side he can ask you know he can aspect all of those whereas hunter can be the responsible more leader of the family that is the Bad Batch, uh, you know, and, and other ways they all portray the, these characteristics, but it's so essential on a show that's more geared towards kids that that Wrecker's there to make them laugh and have fun. Mm-hmm. And I just think, yeah, they, they deserve a lot of praise for the execution and certainly for, for D for his performance of the character because oh, yeah. he, he might probably, <laughs> he might have to admit he has a lot of fun with the character. Oh, yeah. It seems as though he. It seems like he enjoys performing as the character. I mean, I um, would even say I think that D. Bradley Baker really should get a lot more accolades for specifically the Bad Batch because not only does he have to play so many characters, but so many different types of the same character. Um, uh, like there's some voice actors like Seth MacFarlane who has to just do a bunch of voices um, uh, for, for, for family guy. And there are other voice actors who do a lot of roles, but to do so many main roles where he's playing the same, the same clone, like a clone of a person, but each person has such a different personality. So he has to make it the same yet different. He can't just make a a clone voice way out there. He has to keep it within the limits of Wrecker. You know, Wrecker has, has that kind of, there's a kind of 
voice like that. And then you have to have, um, you have to have Tick, who's, who's, who's much more in this. <laughs> and then you have, like... That's not bad, actually, Jonathan. You did and, pretty good on that right, one. But you can't, you can't make them too out there, because the further out you get, the less it sounds like the same, that they're, that they're from the same clone. So it's a very deft performance from, from him that I think is, <clears throat> is really impressive. Yeah, he, he he has to have some kind of filing system where he <laughs> reminds himself, oh, yeah, it's this one. Uh, how do, what did I do for that voice again? Yep. Uh, this clone from that was actually in season four, and I remember I need to remember how I, how I voiced them. I'll have to go rewatch right. and <laughs> or however he sit, files it in his brain just to just to do that. But it's he has to voice just all of these characters. Gosh, and they're you're right. They're not Stewie versus Brian, which right. is so so easy to, to just switch between. Yeah. No, yeah, now, not at all. The question is, if any of the Bad Batch characters <clears throat> make it out, who makes it out um, in there? I think, to me, the most logical answer is Omega makes it out. Um, I think if she's of the, of the current cast, I think that's the most logical choice. Um, I'm hoping that Echo... Like, if I had to say, you know, save one member of the Bad Batch, for me it's Echo... Because we've got, we spent so much time with him. He's all the way back from season one of the Clone Wars. We've been following that character for a while. He doesn't have quite as much personality as Hunter or Tech or Wrecker. But to me, just following him for so long, he just has so much value as a character. But who would who would be your your person on that list? I think for that reason, I want to see the end of his story. Oh, don't do that! No. <laughs> I I think that's I think that's why I want to see his story, if it is where he, you know they some of them we're gonna lose. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I think sadly he would be one of the ones who would go. I think Hunter as the as the leader of all of it. Unfortunately, he's, he's gonna gone. have to go as yeah, well. That's he's um, I think he's the most likely to go this season. Yes, and <clears throat> when it comes to Crosshair, his character arc is not about what happens next it's mainly just about the redemption with his brothers right. and fighting alongside of them and doing what he can once he does that his arc is somewhat finished but and so there's an easy way to do this it you do the story which they this was this was the story that they didn't do in return of the jedi and they didn't do this in rise of skywalker when i really think they should have done it in rise of skywalker you have the character that you finally redeemed. You've brought them back to the light side. And the other times, they've killed that character. I want to see mm-hmm. you've brought the character back to the light no, side. No, you're right. See the journey after that. I really want to see, like, especially especially if the others die. No, I agree. And now he has to be if, join a rebel cell somewhere. If Kylo Ren was alive, I would really, really, really want to know what happens next in Star Wars. Yes, yes. I, I, I think that I think that like it, it, let's be honest interest would go up a lot. Everybody would if like he was light side, and everybody's like, oh, him and Ray gonna be having some babies. Everybody be like, so what are we getting in episode ten? Yes. But thanks a God, thanks a lot, Star Wars. We didn't get that. We got something different. I would be more excited for the for that. But what we get is something else. Okay, not gonna complain. But let me just say, I think more likely we've talked about this with Omega. She is being trained up to replace Hunter, okay? Yeah. So, what I could see as a possibility is <clears throat> her, Wrecker, Crosshair. And at the end, she is that new kind of leader. Yeah. Where, you know, and she has become the hunter of the group. Wrecker yeah. is still Wrecker. Mm-hmm. Crosshair is still Crosshair. But she is the leader, and they, they, they go on with the three of them. I, I, I now, could I see could see I could see Echo in that group, too, possibly, but I think I, I think, think you're right. Of the, I I think I think you're right. <clears throat> okay, when well, we've theorized as, as that before, wish, so that's not as much as I wish that it was Echo surviving. I think you're. It's more likely. I think the two more likely ones to die are Echo and Hunter. So I think I think you got a good idea. Yeah, and it's, it might even just be Wrecker and, and Omega at the end. Yeah, I could see that I can too. See them, I can see them um, killing. Um, uh, 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 Crosshair. Crosshair. If if he's like saving Omega, if he's like you know doing right. the heroic final act, I can totally. And that's, see, I mean, I, that's not that's what I want. A, that's but I can a big see trope. It. it would happen. Right. Yeah, and I, it might, and I would be fine if it did. 
I would be fine either way if he turns back. But he is a soldier, and you have to realize he may hey his arc this season may be well. I guess what else is there? And that's the journey this season takes him on. Is you know, I, if I'm not a soldier, what am I? Right. What matters to me? What is important in my life? I guess it's the batch. It's my family. Well, if that's the case, then I need to do something different with my life. And here's, I'm going to make a choice and be a different person. If that's the arc they take him on, great. Then it'll work perfectly. But if he still has that, I want to be a soldier. I'm a soldier forever. I'm a soldier. He's going to die in this season because right. that is not in his future. He's not in the, he's not going to be in the rebellion as a, now he could be a Bothan. As we never see him. <laughs> he could be the Bothan. We never see that could be crosshair. Um, but then he would have died to get his information. So uh, no. um, that's where we stand on some of those theories. I, I think we're on the same page with those. Do you expect, um, so the guy, not Rampart, but there's this, there's this guy who kind of follows him in the back half of season two, the Imperial officer, and I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, I remember. I know who you're talking about. We're gonna, we're gonna yeah, he's that. gonna be handled in the first half of this season, and then the back half of this season we'll get a someone like, bigger. Are we gonna get like big bad, like like Palpatine, Vader? Are we going to get Vader? Because we haven't had Vader in any of the Bad Batch yet. I don't. I, I think that Vader we is too We need us some Darth Vader. No, I don't. I don't think so. Between the various mediums, between Rebels. Between Rogue One, between um, the comics, which they've done so many Darth Vader comics, um, uh, and even the novels, because he shows up in some of those, I don't think Vader is the right big bad. I think that if you want eyeballs on the series, yes. But I think if they were going to show Vader, I think they would have showed him in the trailer. I don't think they're going to save him for that. No, they want, no, no, no. You do. If you it do was that. the back half of the season. No, even if it's the back half of the season, <laughs> no, you, save you, it. you show Vader because you want eyeballs. On you want eyeballs yeah. on the show, and Vader brings eyeballs. Like that's that's the reason you do that, and that's why they did show. I don't know when we'll see uh, Palpatine, but they did show Palpatine here, um, uh, and we are going to get him. I have a pitch, and we technically saw this person, although they didn't speak previously. But I think that there's someone that they could use that would be interesting. Um, I think that using um, Jabba. Uh, no. I was going to say Krennic no. I would be interested in, but I don't think that they're actually going to go that route. But Krennic, I think, would be interesting. But I don't think... Cause well, they've I had Tarkin. They they, I Tarkin's been in the show. Um, whoever the big bad is. Um, and so I don't think that Tarkin okay. or Krennic or Vader work for that. Um, so is there someone else from the established Star Wars lore? I don't know. The last two that we've got, you know, the last two that we got were unique bad batch. Were unique, yeah. yeah. So. so it could be that. If it could just be another, um, <clears throat> you know, there's, it feels like there's still, uh, Nala Se is still around. So yeah. with her being the last Camino, uh, Camino, and there may be some connections with that. And she's, she's got ties to Finnick, Finnick Shand. Yeah. Obviously, that's probably how the two come along. Mm-hmm. Maybe Finnick's involved in a rescue with the batch or something like that, to, mm-hmm. because she cares about Omega. But, um, I just think the likelihood is probably 50-50 that we get somebody new versus us getting a cameo. I don't want to see... I definitely, definitely don't want to see an Inquisitor. No, please. No, thank you. <laughs> Let's not do that. This isn't This isn't a Jedi thing. This is more of a war politics thing. Vader does work for me, though, because Vader is not just a Jedi hunter. He is Palpatine's right-hand man. Right. And... Well, what is he like in this in this time period? We don't know. We could use we could use more information. But you're right that they probably would advertise. I think they would keep it a secret if it was the back half of the season, because like Justin, like in Jed- Jedi Fallen Order, that game did not advertise or hot. And even people playing less plays, when Vader shows up, everybody gets the chills because it's at the very end of the game, and you're just like. What I just hear that breathing, but I think a video the same, game is you know a, a video game <clears throat> is different because of scale. Um, uh, putting Maybe. Vader, putting Vader final in, episode of Clone Wars, we didn't get an advertisement of Vader in the final. But episode they didn't need of Clone to Wars. because that, that that's the thing is because it was like a little final thing. Uh, uh, yeah, I I would if if Vader's coming <clears throat> in, they're gonna reveal. Er, fairly early on, maybe in the first half of the season, 
that Vader's somehow stepping in later on because they want to give enough time for the marketing team to ramp it up. If he's only in the last like five or six episodes, like if they, if they, and, he, and they only announce him that late, they do not have the time to do the big marketing push. So like in the premiere, we, need, we would need, if, if we're going to get Vader later, we need to see like a hint of Vader so that they could get that marketing out there, I think. It'll also crush uh, my hopes. I would give it like a 90% chance of a sad ending. Whereas if we get a unique or an original villain right. for Bad Batch for you the second more, half, more likely I'm like, man, there's like a 60% chance that they're going to be somewhat happy at the end. Right. Even though they might lose one of the one or two, you know, um, if it's Vader, it's, it might just be Omega that lives and everybody else dies. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, a good point. It, that's very possible. You know who I want to die is uh, Sid. I want Sid dead this season. I want Sid to pay for betraying the Bad Batch and putting the bounty on and all that stuff that she did. I want them to resolve that and wrap it up for them to, to take, take care of Sid. Um, what do you think of uh, the character, uh, Wanda Sykes' character? She's coming back. She's in the trailer. We don't, I'm just, I'm just, interested in that because we don't have tech and so there's not as yeah, much she was the love interest for, she was the love interest for tech i don't know maybe mm. I, maybe she's just well the they first set up this place. idea of like oh we could live on this beautiful uh island and just be happy and hide from the empire but that idea is so quickly shot down yeah the empire grows it's coming nowhere to go to hide from it it will find you. Um, I guess the only ways you could go and hide is if you go to Dagobah. Uh, <laughs> right. But then nobody wants to go to Dagobah. Nobody wants to go to Hoth. And, you know, there's there's just nothing there. But that's where you have to go if you're going to hide from the Empire. You're, you know, you're never going to find a beautiful place that you can go safely. Right. Now, we, but, um, uh, we have the <clears throat> stuff with... Um, uh, Palpatine, and when I first watched the trailer, I thought he was on that island planet. I thought it was like they had taken it over, but now I'm the read we're watching it. It looks like he's in a different place. So, my my theory there is gone. Hey, what's this? Uh, there's this really cool looking ship at about the 130, 129 second mark, uh, with like a right, yeah, with that pretty huge planet. planet. Yes, yeah, that yes. has me very curious. That ship doesn't look like. Uh, Good guy ship, that looks like, <laughs> that looks like villain ship for sure. Yeah, uh, and so and that, I'm interested. That hue, um, uh, uh, we've seen that color that color palette for the planet Teth, um, which is where we saw in the Clone Wars movie. We saw, um, uh, uh, you know, when they when they rescue Jabba's son, and then also we saw Teth in the episode that had Zero the Hut looking for uh, a tomb on Teth. Um, so we've seen Teth before. That's mm. what that coloration looks like. But it could be just a whole new planet. Hmm. We got the uh, alligator. Well, you know, <laughs> Wreck fights an alligator. Wrecker. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, there's this one new trooper in this black suit in front of a whole bunch of stormtroopers. Yeah. Do you have a theory about who that might be? Not. It's it's kind of a thin looking armor. There's some theories that that could be tech, but that'd be an uh, there's that'd another be theory I saw that there was another theory I saw that that was actually the end of the series, and it was Omega growing up. Oh, and they wouldn't show that this early. She uh, gets turned. No, 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 there's there's no there is no way they'd show that shot in the trailer. How? There's no way, like like that if that shot or was maybe real, they do. Maybe no. they do. <laughs> no, there is no way they show that in the trailer. If that shot was happening as you're pitching it, they would totally save that. Like, oh yes, they would. I don't save know. That. Okay, well, well, yeah, well one of us is gonna. Right. One of us is gonna be look really wrong on that one. But oh yeah. Uh, well, that wasn't my theory. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I will, I will, I will be shocked. If that is the ending, because boy, would that be oh bold. yeah, I, that would I, be I highly, to put I it highly doubt it. Yeah, um, yeah, we got we got all this time to theorize about the ending, but 
I think we'll hold, we'll have a lot better idea after the first three episodes. Yeah. In in just about two weeks. Yes. Um, we were so close. Well, two weeks from today, actually. Yeah. So we can be very excited to to have this very soon. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for more. We'll be uh, obviously covering every episode as it comes out, mm-hmm. and that first week we'll do all three. And um, we'll, we'll have a, and a, then a watch party. And you cannot you cannot do, do what you did week. last season. You can't do what you did last season and just uh, watch the episodes before I get there. Mm-mm. Oh well, if they release them at like you know the evening, then of course I won't because it'll be no, watching it still, together live. But you at can 9 you can wait to sh- watch. You, you you have to stay off social media. Hold on till <laughs> till we can I'll watch try. them in the evening if we do it the other way. How's this for an idea for next week? Yeah, C- should we do a uh, like a season two wrap up, and and just like rehash air all the characters, and just kind of like set the stage. I think that next week we need to do a uh, Revenge of the Sith soundtrack episode. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All all we need to do is get that get that edit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying is we don't need to fill the time now because we do this we release this episode first and then do the. Revenge of Sounds the Sith good. one afterwards. That's two weeks. <clears throat> Sounds good. If somebody hadn't gotten me so excited about writing, then I would have probably already been done. <laughs> I always ask you, I'm like, have you somebody done the soundtrack who, one yet? You're like, no, but I have who, more writing. Somebody who loves, somebody who loves books got me to be excited about writing a book. I know. And so, it's weird. yeah. What what do you what do you know? I, I blame you. Um, <laughs> So I am excited for Cad Bane, but uh, we all know he's gonna he's gonna be hit up and do his thing. He won't die because he does eventually die against Boba, but that's a long way away. Mm-hmm. So, all right, maybe they'll maybe they'll do something to make that scene with Boba better that we got in Book of Boba. I don't know. Oh yeah, um, it'll be good to hear the voice actor again. Yes. I love his mm-hmm. always great performances. All right, I'm done. Yep, Are you? I am. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, this is. Uh, I'm. I'm hopeful. Yes. This could be. Woo-hoo. This could be the best season of Bad Batch. It could be a hope so. banger of a season. Mm-hmm. It. It better be because it's. It's gonna mark that end. We're gonna be really sad once it's, kind of over. Or if it's terrible, it'll be a wrecker of the season. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> yeah. All these puns, man. All right. I'm not gonna let you keep, with the technicalities. <laughs> You're going to hunt me down. <laughs> yeah. I think You're going to have to use the Omega some... Strike Force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you must have had something bad at lunch. That that chicken and rice, you must have had a bad batch. <laughs> you making all these uh you making all these puns now. You're sounding like my echo. <laughs> I give up. I give up. <laughs> you win. All right. You can find us on Simplecast, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can find my YouTube channel, Jonathan Cohn. You can find my Star Trek podcast, Literary Treks, that I do with the great Casey Pettit and Matthew Rushing. That's a new thing I've joined recently. And you can also find my written Star Ooh. Trek reviews at Roku <clears throat> Depot. But until next time, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Nathan. And thank you for listening to another episode of Two Sons of Tatooine.